a piss baby? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I didn't enunciate that right. He thinks I'm a piss baby. <laughs> he thinks you're a, like a small child, a he small timer, a, sm- he thinks a, I'm a small, small bean. man. Small bean. <laughs> Hi, yes. Uh, my name's Henry. And this is a small man. <laughs> this is a... Well, congratulations. It's a small man. <laughs> Warning. He is a small man. Before you guys meet my friend John, I just want you to be aware he is a small man. Uh, I want you to put your hands together for my friend and small man. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, resident small man. (laughs) It's like a quiet place. A small man. (laughs) Okay. So the opening scene of The Quiet Place where John Krasinski and his family are walking across that bridge and like, don't make a fucking sound. And then his kid drops the spaceship, makes a sound, turns around. There's like a one foot tall guy going, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> And then they just have to keep walking to outrun him. <laughs> I don't know why he's attracted to sound when we could just literally keep walking. I don't know why, but I imagine the small man being like a, a scrawny, balding dude in like a like swim trunks, oh, specifically. Yeah. It's a small man, Lo- Luke. Small. Have you ever heard of the Star Wars theory of Small Man Luke? Also, my favorite uh, Paul Newman movie, Small I, Hand Luke. I, I can't... <laughs> He's a rebel without a cause. <laughs> I've got really tiny hands. I uh, wait. No, I've got one really tiny. <laughs> it's it's a lot. Looking at you, kid. It's a lot better than my second favorite um, Paul Newman movie, The Bird Hands of Alcatraz. <laughs> He's a man with a bird's hands, not like wings. No, just but the like bird. their feet, yeah. but on his oh, hands. Oh God, like talons. Yeah, he's got little chicken talons. Uh, shall we warm? Zero credits. The dog days of summer are upon us, and I have no joke of which to usher them in. Welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. Oh, and my name's Dog John. And together we're Henry and Dog John coming at you with these dog days of summer, talking about what's happening and that there cultural happenings with the zeitgeist. You hit all the things in that intro. Well done. Well, I think once you do it one time after a month of not getting it right, yeah, it's kind of like a president is now set in motion. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you rode a bike for a while really successfully, and then you had a streak where every time you uh, were on a bike, your tonsils exploded Yeah, for a month. And then when you get on the bike again, you're good. Yeah, you, you wouldn't want to go back to the doctor's office, and you, the doctor walks in and he's like, I thought we tackled the tonsil problem. You're back with the tonsils, and you're like... I I can't get off this bike. <laughs> I I uh, you have to do surgery on me. You have to do surgery on me. I need to ride my bike, and I, the doctor's just like, ah, oh, this guy. I'm really glad that we can let our actual we can let our presenter's accent slide and let our real voices come out sometimes on this podcast. I, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I, I still haven't revealed my true voice. It's very obnoxious. You can only review reveal your true voice on a reality show such as Terrace House. Is what terrorist house? Terrace, 
T-E-R-R-O-R-I-S-D house. Wait, I think I misspelled that. T-E-R-R-A-S-S house. <laughs> that's, that's Wait, T-E-R-R-A-C-E right. house. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> you forgot the, no. Oh, like a terrace. Yeah, like a terrace. <laughs> What's Terrace House? It's a Japanese reality TV show. Uh, have you ever seen, like, a Big Brother? Oh, yeah, I've heard of Big Brother and Big Brother UK and Big Brother Australia. Some of these aren't <laughs> censored. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I know that sometimes you get to see, like, a like a, someone getting pounded on Big Brother. Yeah, this, there was a, there they was... hire bullies and this beat them up. Yeah, they're the Big Brothers. They're the big, mean... <laughs> You, they hire the big mean pound brothers. A lot of people think that the name of the show comes from the, the you know the the surveillance state of that house. It's a misnomer. It's named for the big burly men they hired to just beat up the contestants. Yeah, big burly big brother. Terrace House is a Japanese reality TV show where it's teens in a house. Oh, teens, teens, early twenties. They're legal. It that becomes important. Oh, uh, but a... essentially, it's just them being totally normal. There's no challenges or anything. It's just them basically living out like a vacation together from disparate backgrounds. And then you have this panel of comedians, much like in kind of the typical Japanese style of commenters over uh, what's happening on TV. Yeah, they're pretty decent, like comedians, like watching it along with you in real time, making observations when they cut back to them. It's a really endearing heartwarming show that's kind of beautifully filmed sometimes like uh, very high art it's very fun to watch uh as far as reality tv shows go it's probably my second favorite what's your first favorite big british bake-off big burly british bake-off big brother bake-off big brother big bake-off yeah the big great british breaking show Uh uh-huh it's a really good show. I very much enjoy that one. I don't count as a reality TV because I enjoy it. I'd call it a soft competition show. Yeah. Uh, I would recommend Terrace House. But you did mention uh, bikes earlier. Yes, in a bit. Oh, yeah. In I a bit there was a bike. And then we had yeah. a little bit. I rode a bike over the weekend. What? The Memorial Day weekend. Okay, now, did you remember how to ride it? Uh, Yes, but it wasn't as easy as I thought it would be. How so? I'm... Should be as easy as riding a bike. So the the interesting thing about living in Austin, Texas, is that Austin, Texas, is home to uh, what I would like to call uh, micro transit hell. <laughs> Uh, because we were walking, just trying to enjoy our day being outside. Memorial Day weekend, Sunday. Uh, so we went for a walk around the beautiful Colorado River. <laughs> Not around it, but you know, along the sides of it. We went up a bridge. It's great. Love to be on the water. Was not on the water. Wait, you were, <laughs> what is happening in this story? Love to be near the water. All right, so you're, you're on a bike. Yeah, so no. So we were walking and then we decided to get a bike from a, the B-Cycle, the Austin bike share thing. Uh, and the bikes were fine. Both of my tires immediately went flat to the ground when I got on it. Because I'm a big guy and these bikes are not very well maintained. And they are these like big heavy beach cruisers. Oh, I've ridden on those. And those are fun, and they're supposed to be stable, but I'm relatively used to riding, like, road bikes. So I was not great at it. It was fine. Uh, but the thing that really got me 
is especially around the like Lake Travis area, I guess, or Ladybird Lake area. Town Lake. Town Lake, maybe. Was it Town Lake? Probably Town Lake. Most of these are referring to the same body of water. What? No. Yes. No, what? Yeah, some people call one of them Town Lake. Some people call it Lake Travis. I think Ladybird Lake is technically separate. Okay, good. Uh, but when we were there, uh, you really start to notice the various modes of transportation that people in Austin use. You got bikes, you got feet, you got scooters, you got paddle boards, you got hang gliders, you got horses, you got trolleys, you got bus man. You got unicycle, which we saw multiple unicycles. You got juggling, people juggle you. So you just kind of have to hope for the best when you're biking around without a helmet. You got weird rickshaw, you got beer... Wait, um, mobile bar where you have to paddle, p- pedal while you're drinking. Have you ever been to like the, um, like the Trader Joe's near the power plant? Yes, I have. Uh, that's a kind of cool little area. Hyper, uh, gentrified, kind oh, of yeah. artistic. Uh, but we were walking around and we got accosted by a rickshaw. Well, that's one mode of transportation, but that was the first stop on our, on our transit. You got biplane, you got triplane. The very rare quad plane. And then the septuple plane. You got the multi-gear. And the the microtransit hell that Austin has become is really making me think about how we get around. Because there's got to be a better way. Because on these bikes, you're just swarmed by people on scooters and one wheels and shit. And I do think that if people are empowered to get around on these things, that that is like a net positive. I think that it's better than driving a car. But obviously we've got a long way to go because the city of Austin just put in place guidance that the laws for uh, like rental scooters, which are the most common form of microtrans in Austin, are changing significantly. Oh, what's happening to them? I think if you're... Either under or over a certain age, under probably, you must wear a helmet. There's going to be strict limitations on where you can ride them and where you can leave them. I'm all in favor of that because the last thing you want to see is just a lime scooter on a sidewalk that can be used by someone who has like some kind of... My favorite part is when I see them like lining up the ramp of like an accessibility thing. And, like, someone was thinking, oh, they're out of the way, but it's, like, anyone who needs to use the acce- the accessibility ramp now has to move three scooters out of the way. Yeah, the, the worst situation we can be in is one where we decide that we want to be more mobile as a society, so we, uh, to an even greater degree, inconvenience those of us who have, like, different levels of ability for walking. Yeah. It's horrible. Uh, and there's problems like that all over the city. You got I, kayak. You got canoe. There's also triac. <laughs> triac. The, the very <laughs> rare triac. I said triac as if I was doing a riff on there being a biac. <laughs> yeah. Oh, quadrac. The never seen just whitewater raft <laughs> lost in its way. You never ever see that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I, I think that... And maybe there's not, like, meat on these bones for conversation. But fucking fix Lime Scooters, dude. Well, I look, the Lime Scooters are a huge deal in Austin because they just sort of appeared overnight. Suddenly I was like, oh, man, I got this cool new gig economy job where I go and pick up these scooters and, like, charge them up overnight and put them back out. And then it's like, well, who the who's using them? 
I love what's that happening. We, I love that we live in cyberpunk. It really is happened. this cyberpunk. It really happened out of nowhere because if you had looked at child me and said, "Hey, is your idea of cyberpunk the fact that people like make a living driving around, picking up uh, at, like phone scooters and charging them overnight?" And I would say, "Absolutely." <laughs> Yeah, I, I really like the part in Blade Runner where there's that really nice, like, scooter chase. Yeah, You know, so. Decker's chasing <laughs> after the replicants and they're all on scooters. And you, you think, man, this is the future. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I think. Uh, you know, have you ever watched uh, Cinema Sins? Yeah, oh, yeah, that horrible com- comedian critic who's yeah, just like, no. oh, this hot actress isn't my girlfriend in this scene. That's what we like to call... A Cinema Sins! Cinema Sins is the worst thing I've ever seen. I recently watched one where he's talking about Blade Runner. Oh, no. And uh, my favorite thing about Cinema Sins is whatever troglodyte puts that garbage together uh, is is so not prepared to engage with art that he will just say what the movie's about. And I think there was a tweet about this, too. Uh, where essentially he was saying, it's in the future, but they still read newspapers? How's it in the future, but everything's so dilapidated? I'm like, that's the cyberpunk aesthetic. It's the entire, it's what Star Wars is about. It's the idea that you can have a future where things are like technologically better, but everything still sucks and is regressive. And it's also an extrapolation of our current economic system. If all the money is in the hands of these corporations, that's where it's going to continue to be. Yeah, so we are not on track for Star Wars, but we are on track for Blade Runner, I do believe. Anyway, yeah, so Scooters and Blade Runner. Scooters Scooters and Austin. Scooters and Blade. So what I'm saying is, if we want to save Decker's life, haven't seen the second one, (laughs) this question does not even apply to the first one. But if we want to save Harrison Ford's life, ban Scooters now. Uh, If we look at Harrison Ford's, like, accident history, I would say it's a pretty good bet that if we want to save his life, we should uh, ban Scooters. Anything that goes over five miles an hour, probably. I think that when America was first conceived Mm -hmm. and they decided hey we're gonna make everything fuck all distances (laughs) between each other we really messed up because it's like you need a car if you want to get anywhere out of your hometown but once you get to the big city it's like things are closer here's a parasail (laughs) you don't really need your car to walk from that gentrified Trader joe's to the gentrified fresh market restaurant. I will say, though, going to that Trader Joe's in that area did make me feel like I was in Blade Runner. Because we parked in a subterranean parking garage. And we walked up to an illuminated neon Trader Joe's sign that just opened up into a Trader Joe's. I'm like, this is just what society is going to look like. Yep. Just underground bunkers leading to a fucking air apostle. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be great. Because instead of parking in an underground structure, you're going to come out of your apartment. It will be underground. Oh, you will walk several miles down a t- tunnel up to the Aeropostale, and then like it's all just tunnels. It's all we're we're gonna be. You know how we always joked when we we're young about like mole people living in the earth. That's us in the future, baby. Let's just solve climate change that way. If we <laughs> live underground, we've got all the drinking water up top. Because all the sea levels rose. Yeah. We just have to desalinate it. Yeah, we just have to pipe that stuff down, live underground. Climate change is real, but solvable. (laughs) Solvable. We live in the earth. Forgo the sun. Forgo all of everything else. Just live on our video games and our scooters. Look, Henry. 
pilot the EVA or Shinji will have to do it again. Oh, sorry, I'm not, I'm not Ray. Remember how they would go down into the Earth, the cities? In Evangelion? Oh, yeah, when the angels? Yeah, when the angels and the demons, starring Tom Hanks. No, what? They're called angels. Huh? The things that attack? On Titan? No. Oh, you're right, you're right. They're called angels. Yeah, there's a lot of vagina imagery, too. Well, did you know that whole, that whole series about, is about fighting the rapture? Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I had no idea. That was just, it's just about fighting the rapture. You gotta fight the rapture. And then, you know, spoilers. Yeah, don't, don't spoil end of Evangelion or end of regular Evangelion. No, the movie. Oh. End of. So this past weekend, I don't know if you knew this, was Memorial Day weekend. I think you might have mentioned that once or twice. And so my wife and I, who I've married. Oh, congratulations. We go out in this public thing that everyone keeps raving about. They're like, go out in public. Go out in public (laughs) together. They're like, go out in public together with your wife. Uh Uh-huh. And so you know what I did? I did went out in public together with my wife. We went to a Best Buy. I bought a new TV. It's not the point of the story. Uh Uh-huh. So you bought something so you could stay inside easier. Yeah. So we walk into the Best Buy, and we're just making our ways. We already have a plan. We beeline to the TVs. We're going to beeline to the TVs. We don't make it past, you know, those DVD racks where they have like, Hey, How You Trained Your Dragon 3 just came out on DVD. Daddy's Home 2. Daddy's Home 2 on your dragon DVD. We barely get past the DVD racks when this lady elderly lady walks up to us and goes are you married oh no and jamie and i kind of like exchanged glances like i grew up in new orleans we were just we were in vegas where people call out to us we're we're both very on guard (laughs) Uh uh-huh and i was like then she's like can i shine your shoes (laughs) no no we just go like yeah we're married and they're like oh have have you been together long Mm -hmm. it's like well we got married three months ago why it's like, oh, you, you just, you look like the most adorable couple. You're just like, oh, I just, I never do this. I never walk up to people and you guys are just so bright and shiny. You're just, you just look at the most adorable couple. And you tell them, you tell them, Joanne told you that you look like the most adorable couple. I'm Joanne. This sounds like a bit. This is actually how she talked. She's like, I'm Joanne. You guys just, I just never do this. You guys look like the most adorable couple. Have a great day. And she walks away, and I turn to Jamie, like, were we just robbed? Are we, like, pat, pat your pockets, are we yeah. robbed? Did she even give you, like, a coupon? No! She didn't work there! What if... She was just another person in the store! What if she She went, wasn't a greeter! You tell him Joanne said you're the most... You tell him Joanne of Joanne's Arts and Fabrics <laughs> said, said that you are the most beautiful... Here's a $100 gift card to Joanne's Arts and Fabrics. I'm like, I'm so slow. Like, she's telling, she's saying this, and she said Joanne a few times. I'm like, wait a second. That's her. <laughs> she's talking, she's talking in the third person wait. about her opinion. You, she, the, the only other way that could have gone is if she's like, you tell them Joanne said you're the cutest couple, and then she looks over her shoulder at another meeker old woman and goes, I got you, Joanne. I told them. That would be pretty funny. That would be. Pretty funny. It doesn't stop there. Oh, no. That day wraps up. We got our new TV. Beautiful, beautiful TV. Beautiful. Uh-huh. So good. Got a sound bar. I can actually hear the shows now. I don't oh. have to crank it up to 80 to hear even what Jon Snow, Snow said. I don't want it. 
I don't want it. I don't want it. Yeah, because every time I watch uh, Game of Thrones, I just hear... Honestly, that's what I hear all the day, all the time. Is it because of your tinnitus? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. This not... podcast has been a lie. You've just been faking understanding what? what I'm saying. No, I read your lips. Oh, what if I'm not looking at you? I'm getting for the <laughs> podcasting audience because this won't play. I'm going to cover my mouth and say something to Henry, and he's going to have to try to figure out what I said. Fuck you. Wow. You're just fuck you. You're just saying fuck me. I can hear you, idiot. Oh, I'm no. not deaf. Damn it. I've been tricked by another one. <laughs> so the day passes. A new day begins. Actually, two days pass. It's Memorial Day. The day of Memorial. My good friend and co-host of this podcast, John, or his girlfriend, texts us, Hey, let's do grill and swim. And we're like, sure, we'll stop at the H-E-B on the way there. And so we stop at the H-E-B. We get our, we get our beers and our chips and some other sunscreen. Sunscreen, very important. And we walk up to, like, we have a smorgasbord of lanes. They're all pretty empty. And we walk up behind this old man who immediately turns around and goes, Are you ready? Oh, no. And oh, then, no. Then he, I was like, uh, sure. And then he proceeds to say, Why did the star go behind the moon? Oh, no. Why did the star go behind the moon? Why? Because it wanted to twinkle. Oh. Wanted to twinkle. Is that... It's a pee joke. What? did? Was that the last thing you said to him? It, was that it, the last I, I kind of laughed like at a delay. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's, that's funny. And he goes, that's the best I can come up with. Then he turned to pay for his items. Oh, no. That's a profoundly sad. Two times in the same weekend... Elderly people thought it was okay to talk to me. That is not something that has ever happened to me before. I have long hair. I have unshaven face. I wear general scowl on my face at all times. I wear a lot of dark black colors. I am not used to being approachable in public. Uh Uh-huh. But since I got married... It's like the edges of my my outer persona have softened, and now they see me with beautiful wife, and they're like, "Here's a guy I can tell my star joke to." Is this uh, is this what happens? I mean, they can smell it on you, obviously. Yeah, there's like, like bears. You know how yeah. bears can just smell life. I mean, ever since you got married, I don't know what it is, but every time I look at him, I'm like, that's a married guy. We can't hang out anymore. Oh, really? Uh, no, yeah, a little bit. Like, uh, 20%. Is it the ring? It's mostly the fact that, like, you're starting to become translucent. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you're actually leaving this mortal plane, like, slowly, like, back to the future style. I was about to say, it's back to the future style. You get married... And you you don't get a photo to look at yourself. You just look at your hand. Yeah. And it's just clearer and clearer. You just stop. You just stop becoming visible to single people and you start appearing to old weirdos. I don't. I don't like it for the record. That's all I want to say. I I just. I liked the days when old people would look at me and go, that boy ain't right. I ain't talking to him. And they would go about and looking through their DVDs of Daddy's Home. They're looking for Daddy's Home 1. Yeah. 
Because the like, original, duh. Yeah, yeah, they're like, if there's a two, the first one's gotta be good. Yeah, I've already watched Daddy's Home 2, and it's garbage. But it's gotta be based on gold. <laughs> the premise should be good. The premise is is permanent. It's, but, the premise is... How could you mess this up? A movie about Daddy's Home. A movie about a home that belongs to Daddy. They, oh, this is gonna be sad, but they see the, the title and they hearken back to a day... When their daddy would come home from working 40 hours a day in the factory, and they would hear their mom meekly call out, Daddy's home. Or, you know, when they were parents. And the and daddy would come home. home, and the story wasn't over yet, and he would come home exhausted, reeking of alcohol, and they would Whoa. go, Daddy, Daddy! And he would just slap him across the face and be like, Don't talk to me for 30 minutes after I get home! Oh, it's like I walk in the door and everyone's like yelling at me, love and affection, and all I want to do is watch the game. And then he's like, and that's daddy's home too. (laughs) That's right. First mommy was home, and now daddy's home too. They're looking for daddy's home, the original, because that's the first part. Daddy's home too is unfortunately the second part. I had an old man talk to me today. Oh, today? Yeah, today. I was at my work, oh. and I'd forgotten to pack a lunch, because I'm on a new schedule, and it's okay. Uh, When's your lunch break? Uh, some point, like 1.30. Ooh. Yeah, it's fine. Oh. Uh, but I was looking around, and I have uh, specific dietary re- requirements. I didn't pack a lunch, so I went to go try to find something, anything. And I went to the little, uh, the little, uh, food commissary oh. place where they'll, they'll give you food for a high, high price. And I was like looking through the sad fridge selections and I turned around and there was a silent old man behind me. The silent old man looked at me and he said, there's nothing wrong with a hard boiled egg. And I said, excuse me? And he held up a hard boiled egg he was holding. And he said, there's nothing wrong with a hard-boiled egg. And I said, guess it depends on how old the egg is. And he chuckled slowly and said, I guess you're right. And left. <laughs> oh, man. So, like, there's a certain point, I guess, in, when you, a certain age you hit where it's just like, it's okay to say random things to strangers. And I think you did it best with, you hit him back with a <laughs> random thing, like... Guess it depends on the age of the egg. At this point, maybe this is like some galaxy brain shit, and now we realize that we could say anything to these people. We'll never see them again. Maybe this is now what we... This is what they're trying to do. They're trying to, like, bring out this fully self-actualized form of socialization where they can say anything to you and you can say anything to them and it just comes out in the wash and who cares? What if they've discovered the secret to conversation? What if he said, why is the star go behind the moon? And you said, because it's afraid of the sun. And he said, you're right. Yeah. He's like, congratulations, you've passed. That'll be 20 bucks. He says it to the cashier. The cashier hands him 20 bucks. And he walks out with all of his weird beef jerky. And then you realize how the world works. So the world works by just walking up to people and saying, 2.30's 2.30. Yeah, you don't even need the joke. You don't even... say random punchlines? Yeah, you can just say, you can just say, 10-ish. 
And then people just, like, give you money. I, I think there's a point, there's a certain age you hit where, like, if you make eye contact with someone, you're just like, I used to play the piano. I mean, I, I really think the it, the saddest part of me thinks that that is true. And I think it's true because after a certain age, everyone's just kind of, everyone knows that you're on the down part of the roller coaster. Everyone knows that we're plummeting into the grave and you're like, well, you stopped like being attractive and, and marketable and sociable. So we might as well like cling together as we rot and die. But young people won't talk to me anymore. Oh, I, no, I try to look every summer. Uh, my company d- goes through the hoops of hiring interns that are just the kids of people's people who work there. Yeah. And uh, no matter their age, doesn't matter. There's this kid, he's stuck copying like a handbook out of a binder on our printer, and it's the printer that I use, so I see him. He's doing this literally all day. I go five times to the printer throughout the day, and each time I'm just like, oh, hey. And he just goes, I'm like, all right. Oh, no. It's just silence. He doesn't engage. That's because to him, it's an age scale thing. You don't look like anything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I am the equivalent of like an office fern i'd say at this point like to anyone under 17 you don't exist yeah. to anyone like 17 to 21 probably you're like a gust of wind it's like a weird sliding scale because i'm like i'm not gonna say that i don't see old people i'm not gonna <laughs> say that but i don't go out and talk to them yeah but it's like the inverse is, is opposite. Like, well, that's what inverses are. But old people want to talk to younger people. And then the, the middle-aged people, such as not me yet, want to talk to even younger people. Like, my parents always want to talk to me for some reason. Yeah. And then, like, young people want to talk to younger people. I'm just, I just wanted to be like, hey, your job sucks. Hey, what they're having you do right now is stupid. Yeah. That's all I want to say to them. But that has to start with, that's it. That's what the old people are trying to teach me. You don't have to start with the pleasantries. Cut to the chase. Just say, hey, your job sucks. You're like, hey, do you know why the star hid behind the moon? Because your job fucking sucks. Well, that's Stop the- copying that stupid handbook, you idiot. Don't say it with vitriol. I just want to say, like, it's, you know, it's a sympathizing thing. Yeah. You know? Like, hey, it sucks that you're doing that. Yeah, you're like, hey, there's nothing wrong with a hard-boiled egg. You deserve better. <laughs> It's got, that's gotta be the, that's gotta be what they're trying to teach us. Because I don't want to believe that I'm old and I look approachable to old people. Well, I think it's like they want to have a conversation, but it's like, hey, there's not a lot of time left. Yeah. I don't have enough time for, hey, how you doing? It's just, nothing wrong with a hard boiled egg. We can't beat around the bush anymore. Yeah. We've got to get all of our best content out now. <laughs> Old people are just walking podcasts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really they are, because they're just people who have one or two topics, and they're just screaming into the abyss for someone to notice them. It's great. I don't want to be old. I don't either, but I also don't want to be dead. Wait, one of those becomes the other one. What? Old become dead. I thought it was a choice. <laughs> either you die or you grow old. Well, that is a choice in some ways. Yeah, see? Yeah, there you go. The choice you make once, and then you never get to make it again. <laughs> nope. Then your uh, God sorts it out. It's like in the game of life, where you can choose to go to college, or you don't. Oh, I chose to go to college. It's a better idea. What an idiot mistake that was. Speaking of segues... Yes. 
So I saw Segway Tour. I'm cutting to the chase, John. Nothing. I'm cutting to the chase of our next topic. It had to go twinkle. There's nothing wrong with a boiled <laughs> egg. There's what if he had cut it down? What if instead of there's nothing wrong with a hard boiled egg, he said there's nothing wrong with an egg? Wait, what if he cut that cut it down even more? <laughs> he just walked up to you and went, egg! <laughs> just egg. Egg! <laughs> you know, I'd be okay with that. Egg! <laughs> Speaking of egg, man, the egg on my face. We talking about Eggman from the <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Movie? We are talking about schmovies. Oh. And by that I mean movies. You are you aware are you aware of a certain website called Rotten Tomatoes? Uh rot from the Latin rotom. <laughs> yes. You are familiar. Uh-huh. It's a site where people can go and like rate movies and critics can go and rate movies and you get a sliding scale of percentages that's either guaranteed fresh or guaranteed rotten. I think it's either guaranteed fresh or uh, sp- splatty trash. And for a long time, there's been a lot of controversies, like a lot of users. A, a controversial decision will be made about, hey, we're going to remake Ghostbusters. It's going to be not a sequel, and we're going to make it with all women, because, hey, why not? Mm-hmm. Because ideas don't belong to anybody. And then... Unfortunately, a movie like that gets uh, what they call review bombed. Mm. A bunch of users log in. They haven't even seen it yet, but they say, oh, this is a bad movie, bad idea, bad premise. I don't care about the the time or the art or the effort put into this movie. I'm going to review it bad because they shouldn't have made it in the first place because women shouldn't be in comedy. I'd get a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. All of those people do have a lot of issues. And so they drag the user score of the movie down, which some people value more than the critics score because we live in a weird backward society where educated opinions don't mean anything. Yeah, we live in a backward society where you no longer trust experts and you should trust uh, the literal uneducated foaming masses. So in a brilliant move, I think, on Rotten Tomatoes' ownership side, I lost the, I completely forgot the sense I was saying. Rotten Tomatoes did a good thing. Uh, they revamped the movie audience score to focus on verified ticket buyers. Yes. So what that means is you have to prove that you saw the movie or at least bought a ticket mm-hmm. in order to review a movie on the audience side. That's fair. It is fair because people who are reviewing the movie should be people who saw the movie. If you're reviewing yeah, it, absolutely. Yeah, if you're reviewing something based on a trailer or based on a marketing marketing decision, or based on your deep seated misogyny or racism, there is a lot of that because, like certain movies, certain good movies like Black Panther were review bombed for some reason. What I think we can kind for of some reason we can point to the reason. I just said for some reason because I didn't want to because of racism. Does that yeah, make you cause feel because a, a lot of people are racist and a lot of racists like comic books. And there was there was it, it reflected the marketing campaign that was kind of like this is going to be the first major superhero movie led by an African American. And it's like well Blade. Yeah, and, and, you know, certain, like, Shaft is a superhero, I, I would say. Shaft is a superhero? He's super to know, me, man. and he's certainly a hero. Didn't they have, um, what's that one guy's Real name? Steel. Real no. Steel. No, 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 no that's not what it's called. Steel. Just Steel. Just yeah. Steel, yeah. That's Steel. I mean, but still, Black Panther was the best of those movies. And that, and it, it is, and a long, like, the most recent relative, like, 
How long ago was Blade Trinity? 20 years? Blade Trinity, quite some time ago. Blade 2, though, better than Black Panther. Okay. I'm kidding. I don't have any opinions on Blade it. 2 had the Predator Mouth vampires. Oh. They went. Okay. <laughs> but, so people had some backlash against the marketing campaign, and also people are assholes, and so... Getting people to jump through more hoops to be able to review something that they should have seen in order to review it, I feel like will get better user scores, better audience scores, be a better reflection of the actual quality of the movie, and not like a weird thing where people are trying to hurt the movie by review bombing it for political or personal reasons. I mean, the exact same thing happens in the video game space, too. I think oh, yeah, we talked about uh, review bombing of Gearbox games. We talked about the the review bombing of Borderlands 2. And and people will review bomb, like, other video games that they just don't agree with. Like, a classic, a classic target of closed-minded nerd vitriol is Gone Home. Gone Home got review bombed like crazy. Because people were like, ah, it's not a video game. It is. Uh, but whenever... It's a walking simulator. Yeah. Like in Firewatch. That in that it's like a, an interactive experience uh, where you have a control and you press buttons and some kind of input happens. Is there a jump button? Uh, there's no jump button. Not a video game. What a shame Legend of Zelda a Link to the Past is not a video game. It doesn't have a jump button. It does not. It does not a video game. By the strict <laughs> Tetris? Fuck Tetris. <laughs> Fuck Tetris. No, no story... No plot, Mm-mm. no characters. Mm-mm. How is it a video? You know what? By that, by that logic, Gone Home better video game than Tetris. We said it here first. Also, but- fuck Tetris. <laughs> Two things: Gone Home better than Tetris. Also, fuck Tetris. Here's the thing: I feel like reviews shouldn't be weaponized ever, mm-hmm. because to weaponize somebody's opinion is to just create. It doesn't create a solution. It creates more ground for conflict. Mm-hmm. And so this is a good move by Rotten Tomatoes. I think maybe other platforms should be like kind of in a similar vein. You you have to be able to experience the thing to review the thing. I mean, it's just like uh, Amazon verified purchasers. Why would you trust a review from someone who might not have bought it? And for a long time, uh, it, was, it came out that... Uh, People were getting paid to review things well on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And Amazon was like, well, we got to crack down on that because that's kind of shady. And if anyone makes money off our site, it should be us because we're awful and we're Jeff Bezos. And we, we would divorce people and never call them back. And I mean, uh, that also extends to people would pay large sums of money to have positive Rotten Tomatoes user scores posted as well. Mm-hmm. I think that verifying that someone is a legitimate purchaser of something as kind of a gatekeeping mechanism to reviews is totally fine. Yeah. And, and I think that using using opinions and reviews to, like, weaponize your shitty opinions, uh, not great. Not a great look. Because everyone's entitled to their review. Everyone mm-hmm. can have their opinions. But no private company it's not their job to create a public space for those opinions yeah the public space is designed to accurately or within reason critique a movie based on the movie's composition not based on marketing decisions or like based things like 
oh yeah, we were made this movie for all women, and that's going to trigger the internet, which will create greater marketing for us, and it might boost ticket sales because people get fired up about conquering this faceless internet. I feel like what we we live in an age where people are more platformed than ever. Like you can write a tweet, you can write a medium post, you can do anything to to kind of weaponize your displeasure in something. Do that. Yeah. I, I think that anyone who looks at this as trying to silence people, people are not silenced right now. People have an it, what is it? A dearth? Does a dearth mean a lot or a little? I think it means a lot. Or a little. I think it means a well, lot. They, they have a wealth. I no. feel like it means a little. Go with dearth. They have a wealth of platforms upon which they can let themselves be heard. And they should do so. It means a little, doesn't it? It does. Dearth. They have a lack of dearth. They have a lack of dearth. They have uh, anti-dearth right now. And the thing is, if you want to... like. If you want to support mob mentality, because it's easy to be a faceless, nameless person rating a movie zero out of five stars or whatever, then that's way easier than doing what you're saying. It's like, well, yeah, make a make a, a critique, make an informed opinion, write an article. That takes more work, and the mob falls by the wayside. Yeah, because if what you can do to allow people to like significantly impact and damage art is just a click away, then it's it's a petition.org. Like they yeah. just click something to make their opinion heard. They feel good about themselves, but it actually significantly hurts the people who work on these things. Whereas and this is the argument that theater and television and movies have had against critics forever, and I guess now it extends to the amateur critic, or just the hateful racists and sexists on the internet. Who hide behind the name of being a critic. Yeah, is you have... You can put an amount of effort into destroying something that is not even one one millionth of what it took to create. Yeah. And and with the internet, you have people who can do that so easily. And if it took even the tiniest amount of effort to voice their displeasure, the number of people willing to do this shitty thing would drop off dramatically. Unless it comes to calling out people for their dumb tweets, which has shown to work no matter... How much effort is involved? Even if I mean, it, a lot of people just click that retweet button, the retweet button. Uh-huh. But other people are like voicing their opinions, like, "Oh man, oh, he made a joke about that. That's sick. What kind of sick mind comes up with this shit? Oh man, this is so shitty. Oh, fire him. You should." If you, at the very least, make a tweet, then people can reply with that picture of Hannibal Burris saying, "Ha ha ha, this sucks, man." Yeah, like. People can at least take you down for that shit, and you deserve it. Bird up, bird up. So I think I think that's good because now I think because I've had a lot of conversations with just acquaintances I have about like good Star Wars movies. This is an example, and uh, we disagree about the Last Jedi. And then what happens is one of us will pull up Rotten Tomatoes and be like, "Oh, see, no one liked it. Look at the audience score." And it's like, well, you got to take in context. A lot of people attack that movie because of Ray and Finn and the alleged, oh, they're going to have a relationship, interracial couple in my Star Wars movie. And they review bombed it before the movie was even out. Yeah. And those scores weren't taken away. They're still there. So it's like, oh, yeah, the audience didn't like it. 
I mean, even after the movie came out, that didn't stop people from review bombing it for misogynistic or racist reasons. Or just hating Ryan Johnson, because, man, he wrecked that Star Wars. He, oh, he ruined it. He took all the beautiful plans J.J. Abrams had and put them in a little ball, kicked them out, and now we got a shitty Star Wars. It's a shame, because uh, at the point when The Last Jedi came out, greater than 50% of Star Wars movies were bad. Yeah. Uh, and Ryan Johnson made a good one. Ryan Johnson made... A good one. You know what they're doing now for the uh, the, the the marketing for uh, what's it called? The Rise of Skywalker has sure. started. Sure. You know what they're saying in like interviews and stuff now. You know what J.J. Abrams is, is claiming? What the character arc for Kylo Ren has all was planned in the very beginning. Okay, not true. The care he was gonna go in this direction from the very. How, it's like, if that's true, Mr. J.J. Abrams, how come Ryan Johnson said, oh, J.J. left no notes, he Mm -hmm. left nothing, I had a sandbox to play in. How can these two statements be true at the same time, J.J. Abrams? Well, I mean, we have, we have Ryan, well, no, I'm not going to name names. We have two creative minds, uh, one of whom, uh, art house director, known for his honesty and his creative works, Really bringing the most to bear in everything he does, for better or for worse. And then we have someone who I'd like to call, like, a creative liar. (laughs) Someone who uh, has lied a lot about things they make, uh, and intentionally misdirects people, and is kind of like a malicious force in the creative space. And I don't know which one I would trust. Would I trust the artist or the liar? Um, I don't know how convincing is the, uh... How convincing is the lie? Ooh, it might be pretty convincing. It might make me feel like this show was written with a certain ending from the very beginning, <laughs> and then later they say it was made up. I, so I'm just, I just typed in Kylo Ren's arc planned, and here are the first top results. Adam Driver knew Kylo Ren's Star Wars 9 story arc from the start. A lot of the final Skywalker film has been planned from the very beginning. Star Wars 9 Kylo Ren story planned from beginning, says Adam Driver. Um, the only problem with that, J.J. wasn't going to direct the ninth movie. Uh-huh. So how could he have planned anything for the ninth movie? Yep. That makes no sense, and you can't just say stuff to the media. That's It's lies! Obviously you can just say stuff, because no one's gonna take him to task for it, because we're all just like little babies. We just want... We just want the tasty tidbits. I, 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 journalists should call them out. Should, they should be... It's not, I guess it's... Well, like, media journalists are cowards. It's not our job to, to call them out. It's our job to report what they say. If we report bad things about the movies, the movies will stop talking to us and then we won't have jobs. Uh, yeah, media journalists are cowards. Media... I, I don't mean that to malign all media journalists, but for the most part... Uh, media journalism is just like a, a way to regurgitate what marketing campaigns say. Yeah. Uh, and it's in a real bad place. Journalism as a whole is in a pretty bad place. Media journalism chiefly among them. Well, I'm here to do the due diligence that they won't do. I'm now going to type in a Google search for Ryan Johnson. Uh, no notes. There you go. Uh, Star War. Um... Hmm. Hmm. Can't find anything. Well, shit. <laughs> well, I mean, because like all you get now is like 
recent stuff from like two days ago. They buried the lead. It's a it's a Ryan Johnson conspiracy. J.J. Abrams admit Ryan Johnson took Star Wars 8 in another direction. Oh. I don't know. I don't care about J.J. Abrams. I don't care either. It's a, it's like, because of these, these, uh, these journalists, these headlines, these articles that they write, they shape the public's way of viewing things. And now if they're going to do like this, if the, if the media is going to run with the marketing story of like, oh yeah, uh, episode eight was kind of different. It went off in a different direction. That's going to color the vast majority, majority of the public's mind to be like, yeah, see, Ryan Johnson, Rogue Maverick went off, did his own thing, ruined Star Wars. Good thing we got J.J. Abrams back when it's like when when The Force Awakens came out. It was kind of also divisive. It was yeah. also kind of 50-50 on that too. Because it's like, you just made A New Hope but bigger. See, the, the concern is, and I do, I felt like this was going to be the case going into it. I do feel like what I believe to be the true narrative, which is uh, The Last Jedi is a masterpiece... Uh, I believe that that's the narrative that in the short to maybe even medium term is the narrative that we'll lose. Because it's the narrative that's... You you can't push a narrative that requires like a greater scope of art and a franchise as a whole. Uh, when you're writing those kind of stories, you have to push a narrative of uh, hot takes and drama. You yeah. have to push a, a nasty, messy narrative where you say, this movie was different. It made Star Wars man mad. <laughs> Star Wars fan? Mad too. How bad Dutchman makes Star Wars bad? Death Star in new movie? Question mark. Click through 13 images to find out. Each one on a different page with different ad metrics. Yeah. I hate it. Uh, it's, it's it's just annoying because then we get to this where I keep finding myself these days with internet reporting, journalism, whatever you want to call it. There is a version of the truth out there that we will never know because people cling to their sides. The sides of like, oh, Ryan Johnson did fine or J.J. Abrams is going to save it. What have you. They cling to their sides and the media is like, there's a large audience that doesn't like Ryan Johnson's uh, work. Let's tap into that audience and we'll do like a vague headline like, uh, Ryan Johnson's okay if J.J. Abrams retcons raised parents. Yeah. And it's like, it's based on a tweet that Ryan Johnson tweeted as like, Yeah. I don't care about raised parents. Aha. Shoot, shoot, shoot. It's just, at the end of the day, it's just like guerrilla, not guerrilla. It's it's just brute force content creation. And I think that the only hope that we've really got, and I think that this has proven to be true about some things, is you just have to hope in the like gold pan of media and perception and the future that all of this gets washed away and at least what is some semblance of like a generally understood truth will start to coalesce and you hope that's the one that's in the, a favorable light, the one that's more even-handed. Because look at uh, all-female Ghostbusters. Yeah. Which, by the way, there's, like, rumors, I think, about Dan Aykroyd starting, like, a Ghostbusters with all white dudes or whatever. Sucks. Fucking leave... Ghostbusters isn't even that good. It's great, but it's not that good. Bill Murray said he was ready for Ghostbusters 3 because it, quote, 
it put my son through college, quote. Oh. Which is like, that's the most disgusting reason to give us more of what we want. Yeah. Not because you enjoy the franchise or liked being in it, but because you got a lot of money from it. Yeah. I love Ghostbusters, but fuck Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like the, the generally agreed upon truth in at least the, the larger cultural consciousness is the all-female Ghostbusters was fine. And I, I feel like there there was a lot of reporting on the schism it created in the community, but I yeah. feel like it's generally agreed that it was fine. And I think it was fine. I liked it. It wasn't the best movie ever made, uh, but I liked it. Uh, but I feel like we just have to deal with all this dross in the short term and hope that once everything's said and done, the take that everyone has is a pretty okay one. We that, That's what you can hope for. I mean, but like... When the media becomes weaponized for people's agendas or people's opinions, it becomes a less and less trustworthy source, and we keep living in this... I, someone coined the post-truth world, but we're kind of in a post-truth world where, like, for very social or popular conflicts out there, there is no more, let's get down to the truth, there's more, let's prove my side correct. Yeah, I mean, I... Ooh, it's windy. That's rain. Ooh, it's raining. Oh, no, my car. It's fine. Are your windows just all the way down and your doors open and you carved the hole in your roof? Yeah, I took my doors off. Yeah. Uh, my car is a Jeep. No, it's not. Uh, uh, but I uh, I don't know. Like, another, for instance, that I don't, I don't even know how to get into or start talking about, but more and more articles and videos keep getting made about Johnny Depp's been innocent this entire time and it's it's... What's her name? Amber... Amber Heard. Amber Heard has been the abuser. Well, I think the truth is probably... Maybe they were both abusive. Yeah, maybe. That's a possibility. It it might have... It might have been a very bad relationship. But, I mean, I, I think that... And... Not to give Johnny Depp too much benefit of the doubt. Not to do the same for Amber Heard. Uh, and I, I do believe on this podcast I have said unkind things about Johnny Depp. You have. Uh, but I, I do feel like a lot of that comes from us not being able to have enough time to digest the truth before we know what something is. I mean, yeah. uh, always believe women and always believe people who claim to have been abused. Like, that's the most important first step. But I do believe, like, court of public opinion rules. And, and I believe court of public opinion was a concept that we would... We would quote as, there's a court of public opinion, and then the actual truth comes out later, but people are held to public opinion. I don't think the actual truth matters as much anymore. I think people's individual perceptions is really all that matters, and all that has ever mattered, and now people are capitalizing on that. But I want the truth. Yes. I need the truth, because tr that's how I would form my perception. Do you want the truth, or do you want something that is delivered to you in such a way that it is indistinguishable from the truth to you. No, I want the truth. What is the truth? The thing that actually happened. So, like, let's say... Let's say Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. Okay. Court proceedings. What? what? Whatever... Whatever the final decision that judge renders... I want omniscience. Yes. But that's impossible. What? Omniscience is impossible. I... Uh, my only problem... Is and it's 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 a small problem because I think the always do anything is just it's it's flawed at its core because a hundred percent of the time cannot be a hundred percent of the time. Mm -hmm. 
because uh, the, the, the truth is, no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, no matter your genetic makeup, no matter what you identify as, skin color, gender, anything in between, the reality exists that people have the capability to be assholes and abuse something. Yes. And, and any system should recognize that fact that people can be assholes and abuse something for their own gain. So we should keep that in mind when we make laws and pass stuff. Like, can it be abused for personal gain? Like, personal gain, can it be weaponized? Yes, because people are assholes. Yeah, but the problem is, for people who write those laws, that we will end up in a situation like we're in right now, where the system has been abused by assholes, now it's just a weapon for them. I know. So we gotta get rid of the assholes we have now, get whole new assholes. Agreed. Uh, we should... Whatever it takes to get what's in there now out, I'm all for it. War? Revolution? Are we calling for revolution? I mean, I think revolution is the... I didn't make it up, and he literally said Ghostbusters paid for my son's college. I don't care for Bill Murray. I liked him until, like, he got old, and now he's just kind of like... I don't know, mean? Yeah... Uh, I, I just feel weird. Do you know who Gilda Radner is? Is that uh, Daniel Radcliffe's twin brother? She's one of the most influential women in comedy, and her relationship with Bill Murray was bad. Okay. Which, I mean, they're, they're, so much was normalized back, that's tough to say. I don't know. I always get a... I used to be one of those people who was like, yeah, man, epic Bill Murray bacon, or whatever. But now, I don't know. I liked him in Zombieland. Where he was old? And they shot him. Yeah. Not because they shot him, but I thought it was a cool move. You know, that's probably... Zombieland's a good movie because no matter how you feel about Bill Murray, there's something to like. Yeah. Which is why all actors should be shot at the end of movies. (laughs) So you can like the movie if you hate him or you love him. Um... Kevin Spacey dies in Baby Driver. Yes, uh, I do believe that is the only reason. The only reason why Baby Driver is not forever tainted by the presence of Kevin Spacey is the fact that he gets annihilated. Yeah. Uh, I guess that movie is saved then. Yeah, I like that movie very much. No, Baby Driver is good. I'm very much like Edgar Wright. And uh, and if anyone ever says anything bad about him in a headline, I will want to know the truth. Yes. The result of the court proceedings about Edgar Wright will be made public. Did you know... Like, there's just... Idris Elba? Christopher Walken may have witnessed a murder decades ago? Oh, no. I mean, how could you decide that for years? It's pretty easy. What? You just have to have not done it. Well, no, he didn't do it himself. He witnessed it, maybe. Yeah. Allegedly. Not even allegedly. He never went to trial for this. It's just a rumor in Hollywood. There are so many rumors in Hollywood. I Why mean, does Hollywood have all these rumors? Give I, me the truth. I, the Hollywood is the land of tinsely lies. You'll never know the truth. Oh, and their king is J.J. Abrams. Uh, the fool king. The boy king of Hollywood. I only say that because of his art, not because of anything in his personal life. Are you playing a phone I game I have right to now? claim my energy. Are you playing a phone game John, right now? I'm just going to claim my energy and then turn my phone off. We are recording a podcast. I need to claim my energy. What is, so- is this Marvel Strike Force? I need to claim my energy. Okay, well, since this is something you've decided to do on the podcast, let's walk through it. Okay, so it's loading. 
recording right now and has been for a while. Oh, well, you planned my, some kind of war victory. My my uh, my, uh, my guild, my clan. Uh huh. We won that war. What's the name of your clan? Uh, Forlorn Destiny. Forlorn Destiny. Okay. Uh, so I claimed my energy. I just want to. What is it? Forlorn Forlorn Destiny. That's the name. Of my okay, clan. Forlorn Destiny. Is right, that like that, a clan of people? Yeah. Now watch this. I claimed my energy, now I'm turning it off. This isn't a big ordeal. Okay, it's fine. I play Marvel Strike Force. Okay, now everyone knows you play Marvel Strike Force and your guild. At noon. And they can become your friends. At noon, at six, and at nine, you get an energy refill, but you have to claim it. Uh-huh. If you don't claim it, you don't get any energy. So what what's the what's the impact on your life if you don't get the energy? <laughs> I, later when I'm watching Adventure Time with my wife and I want something else to do besides watch Adventure Time, I'll have energy to be able to do little missions to get more gear for my dudos. Did you have to look at any ads to get that energy? Nope. Nice. Okay, so it's not as insidious as it could be. No, I just had to log in and literally click one button. That's all I had to do. What are you doing on your phone? Oh, you're looking at your phone now. What are you looking at your phone for? What are you doing? What, do you, what game are you loading up? Oh, he's scrolling. He's scrolling for the bit. He's scrolling. He doesn't play any games. If he played games, it would be in his top five app bar. But no, he's scrolling. Where is it? Where's your game, John? I don't play phone games. Oh, you... Is that a raccoon? Huh? Yeah. (laughs) I have a raccoon as my background. Your background is an adorable little raccoon. And my lock screen is Laura Dern. (sighs) Man, I guess now with that rain, it's kind of dampened our spirits. I think you made that joke. Two weeks ago. Fuck! You yeah, made that joke. We, did, we did. We're the doldrums of summer. Last summer, we did something very radical to pull ourselves out of the doldrums. Yeah, and re- we need something like that again, dude. This summer, it's all Nintendo news. It's all Nintendo news. Next Pokemon week, Gun and Shield. Next week, Gun and Shield's gonna have its own little conference, and then Super Mario Maker 2's gonna come out, then Fire Emblem Three Houses is gonna come out. It's the summer Nintendo, baby! Oh, Fire Emblem's coming out? Fire Emblem Three Heroes from the Nintendo Switch. Not... I'll buy it. Yeah, you can play those three houses. Three literal houses. Gryffindor. You're not wrong. Triffindor. Do you know anything about three houses? It's Fire Emblem. It's Fire Emblem. You play as the instructor at a prestigious military academy school. What? And there are three houses. I... Okay, there Fire like, Emblem Harry Potter is very much my shit. That's pretty much the entirety of the premise. I love it. But you only get to pick one of the houses to, like, tutor. Oh. Are they good? So are you going to be in Ravenclaw? What? No, Hufflepuff. Are you going to be in... Oh, there actually is a Hufflepuff. They left that Slither in there because there's only three houses. Oh, so no Snakey Boys. No Snake Boy. Uh, so, yes, I will absolutely buy that after I finish Breath of the Wild. It's the Summer Nintendo, baby! I, uh, should we do something for Summer? I feel like we've had a run where maybe four of our episodes of the podcast have felt a little weird. Well, I don't know, I think last episode was pretty solid. Last episode was good. I forget what we talked about, but I remember walking away thinking... That was pretty solid. How do you think you're going to feel walking away from this episode? Uh, mm, yeah, I'd uh, say this is a less than 40% user uh, score for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to review bomb our own All episode. Right. So we're, we need to come up with something for the summer. What We need like a time-honored American franchise of movies. <laughs> yes, but maybe not eight movies long. 
And maybe a franchise that would end before Hobbs and Shaw comes out. When does it come out? August. August. I knew that. So that's soon. That's in like three months. Oh, well. We'll think about it. Or we can just be more attuned to the news. It's just, we're recording this the day after a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> the news cycle wore down. Let's let's give it a few more, and if not, we'll we'll jumpstart it. We'll, we'll tap on some Wick. energy. We could watch all of John Wick. Have you seen John Wick? I've only seen the first one. Okay. I'm well. There's not a lot to talk about with John Wick. I mean, John Wick's great. Guns, but yeah, it's like guns, cool Shoot neck him. snap. Gun. My name is Guns Cool Neck Snap. Gun Hand Luke. <laughs> That's pretty good. I forget. Was the small hands thing before the podcast? It or was. During? It was absolutely before the podcast. I think we just need to start putting in our warm-ups into the podcast. I mean, I'm okay with starting recording so we can catch all those sweet bits. All them bits. Do you want to end the podcast? I do, because I'm actively scrolling down Reddit <laughs> looking for like a headline to be like, no, look, there's news happening. Let's, uh, let's there's just no, go. There's no news happening. News there's... is illegal on Memorial Days. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Don't right. say thank you for your service. Not, not for Memorial, Memorial Day. All right, Memorial I found Day. some news. Here's this dude. He's he's gonna he's gonna jump. Maybe is he? Ju- oh, he jumped. He's dead. I like uh, I died. Shame. You know. Uh, you know Nilfgaard. Wait, Nilfgaard. Nilfgaardian that, armor. That's from The Witcher. Have you seen the stills that came out of the Netflix TV show for The Witcher? Oh, no, please show me. Uh, so... I remember hmm. the armor. It's like kind of like black with yellow, and then it's like armor. Yeah, so the, the Nilfgaardian armor, pretty famous from The Witcher 3, I believe. Yeah, that's because uh, you actually like can interact with like the Nilfgaardian camps. So uh, a picture They're of the... Invading. Picture of the actors from The Witcher 3. Uh, TV show on Netflix. I'm already smiling. Just a pretty, just a pretty cool comparison for you. That's legitimately what it looks like. Oh, that's that's for real. What it is? How did you look at the video game and then come up with that weird bark armor? Uh, how did you decide that they should look like ball sacks? All right, here we go. Here, here it is. Witcher three. Let's. That was that really from? That looks like it's from somebody's backyard. Yeah, so people, like, recorded a video of them messing around. It just looks disgusting. Somebody's gonna get fired. Here's Geralt. That's not what Geralt looks like. No? I mean, you can you change your hair. Well, here's Geralt. That actually doesn't look too bad. Because it's supposed to be a Man of Steel guy, right? Yeah, it's Henry Cavill. Yeah, so he looks like uh, Geralt. Here we go. Let's review bomb... The uh, Witcher 3, they didn't get the right armor. Didn't get the right armor, didn't get like the ball bags. I implore everyone right now, go on RottenTomatoes.com and review bomb The Witcher 3. I And, say, and tell them Henry sent you. In fact, just give it zero stars and just a text. Henry sent you. Give it zero stars and write zero stars, zero credits. Henry sent you, and then a full link to this episode of the podcast. Yeah, and then address all concerns to our P.O. Box. Yes. That we don't have. P.O. Box YP Freely at AOL.com. It's an email address. Uh, You, uh, who did social media last time? You you did, you did. Okay, so that means... 
You do it this time. He sounded very uncertain. <laughs> that means you do it this time. Yeah, man. you do it this time. So if you want to give us a review bomb of your own, you can send us a tweet at twitter.com at zcpcwhj on twitter.com. And John, what does that stand for? That, of course, stands for zillions of people phasing cats. And if you Holy. want to send us a longer review, like a ranting review, like just going on like a and cinema on, like a cinema. If you want to do a cinema sins of zero credits, send us an email at zero credits is a podcast at gmail dot com, and that stands for John. Stands for cinema sins guy. Come on the podcast. Be here physically, and I'll kick you. No, that's a threat of physical violence Do not on a public threaten pub- people no, on no, a public no, 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 that's forum. That's not what I meant. I meant I'll kick oh, you off of my IRC no, channel. Don't kick people, John. I'll kick you off of my Discord. Little fuck. Oh my god. We're going to get so many ceased and desist that just say, You threatened me. <laughs> that's a sin. <laughs> That's a cinema sin. That's a cinema sin. There's a video. There's a video of me kicking the cinema sins guy, and he makes a cinema sins video of it. We are on Facebook. Search for zero credits in the Facebook search bar. I don't care. We're also on Spotify. Go to the podcast section of Spotify. Look for the zero credit open parenthesis. Yes, close parenthesis. You'll find us all our episodes as soon as they go up, as soon as we put them up. We are on Apple Music Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, sometimes music. And you can leave us a rating and a review. And if you do that, we'll love you forever. And you can kick us. And then if you also... Tell CinemaSins guy, go to his YouTube comments page, go to that, just get, keep linking the podcast on CinemaSins guy's page, just do that, just go there, because if you tell CinemaSins twice, and someone else tells CinemaSins twice, and then eventually he's going to be like, no, 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 but keep doing it, keep it up, that's the army, you're our army, be our army. Remember when everyone had an army on the internet? Oh man, not my personal army. And from everyone here at the Zero Credits, wow, am I having a stroke? No, you're good. From everyone here at the Zero Credits face. Toast hands. Remember, we're here at the Zero Credit Studio apartment. It's not what it's called anymore. Studios. We want to wish you a happy week. And it's a short week because of Memorial Day, so you're not allowed to be as happy as you would be during a usual stop, unless you listen to this later, in which case be full happy. Happy Memorial Day, it already happened. Happy Memorial Day. My birthday's coming up. Happy birthday. <laughs>